transportation is just outrageous. So many different types available to us. And now that we've gotten ourselves eased into the holiday season, something that's coming up on the horizon for us all this fantastic November. It's planes, trains, and automobiles. It is planes, trains, and automobiles. And by planes, trains, and automobiles, I mean floats, balloonicles, and balloons. As well as performers, clowns, and street performances at the always fabulous best morning activity on Thanksgiving Day, the Macy's Day Parade! Oh, shoot. So not the Puppy Bowl? I like the Puppy Bowl, but I wanted to focus on some of the forms of transportation that we get during this holiday season, which is the Macy's Day Parade, or just parades in general. They use a lot of different vehicles to get objects and humans down the road to wave at fans and maybe hand out some great capitalistic merchandise. Hey, parade floats are more fun, but less tasty than root beer floats. Yes, that is probably true. Now, I like to think of the Macy's Day Parade as that moment from Spaceballs where what's-his-name looks at the camera and says, Merchandising! Merchandising! Where the real money from the movie is made! And it comes with so many great songs like Here Comes Capitalism, Here Comes Capitalism, Right Down Capitalism Way. Exactly! Did you know that the Macy's Day Parade has been so capitalistic that some people tried to shut it down when it first started? It is a very interesting spectacle. I've tuned in on it a couple of times, mostly when there are family gatherings and... We need something that is mutually agreeable to have running on the television. That usually seems to not offend a lot of people, but yes, no, if you're paying any sort of attention, it's a crazy, long, physical commercial. It is the longest commercial with commentators on the commercial, selling you their merchandise. Like Al Roker? Al Roker's always involved, it wouldn't be a good merchandising conversation if it didn't have Al Roker, right? My favorite part is when he's trying to read the names of certain characters that make their appearance in the form of balloons or part of floats, like Super Saiyan Goku. Without Super Saiyan Goku, your printer is gonna have a lot of complaints and error messages to give you. A few years ago, when he graced us with that particular title for him, it took me about a week of making fun of it to realize that he didn't make a mistake because it was Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Goku, who has blue hair. <laughs> so technically... He is a Super Saiyan? Depending on what shade it is, yes, he practically is Super Saiyan Goku. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Going back a little bit, I know we're going to talk about some of the floats that require vehicles to get them 
down the mode of transportation, getting them through the parade path. But I did do a little research, and I am a little upset by this. But also, I hope that this is a great commentary in a juxtaposition to what the Macy's Day Parade actually is. So, this fact I got off of the internet says, It wasn't New York City's first Thanksgiving parade. Before the Macy's Day Parade, there was a Thanksgiving ragamuffin parade. It was an event where local children dressed up as beggars and asked adults on the street for pennies, candies, and apples. Macy's Parade was such a success that it quickly drove the now-obscure Ragamuffin Parade out of business. So think about that. One of the first Thanksgiving parades was about dressing up like beggars and asking for things to survive. Huh. So what you're saying is, eventually... Those that did have the means used their influence and currency to push those that didn't have the means out of town. Basically. Huh. They just said, you guys can't camp here anymore. Get on out. I know we have the money to fix the problem, but we would rather just brush it under the rug. I would like to make the problem worse. Can we arrest these people that have no money and charge them a $500 fee to get out of jail when they have no money? And I know they have no money. That seems like a better way to deal with it. Then they're in jail and it's not my problem. I don't have to look at them. Hmm, I love this Thanksgiving parade. This is the best. And so with that, we'll send ourselves into the vehicles because then we can hide from things. If we're the driver... We're hidden. People don't see us driving, so we don't have to actually interact with them. We just get to look out narrow little slits and make sure we don't run someone over going two miles an hour. (laughs) I was looking at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade webpage lineup, and as I mentioned earlier, they've kind of broken it down into several different things. They've got the people. They've got performers. They've got clowns. And they've got the street performances. The bands that break down and do a cool dance or something. But then you've got the objects, the vehicles. Because you've got the floats, which are on the ground. They are vehicles. They've got wheels probably hidden underneath the object that they're standing on. And if this isn't a lineup of capitalism, I don't know what is. Because we've got the Big Turkey Spectacular from Jenny O. The Christmas in Town Square from the Lifetime channel, who is known for making original Christmas movies for over 20 years. Oh, yes. Lifetime and Hallmark, always a standard. Lifetime Christmas in July on their TV show, their channel, give you all the cheesiest Christmas in July. Another one we've got, which, oh, man. This, it hurts me to the core. Tom and Jerry's Tourist Trap from Warner Brothers Pictures, trying to promote their most recent Tom and Jerry movie. Guys, did you watch your own movie? Did you see the sales on your movie? 
Are you sure you need to pay money for a float? It's too late. Money's already been allocated for it. Now, it is a pretty amazing looking float based on the image on the website. Tom is being forced out of a fire hydrant and is a melted glop of cat goo on the side. And it almost looks like Jerry is flying through the air holding a weapon? Maybe a gun of some sort? I can't tell. He is being carried by what looks to be a drone in this image. Just to keep rolling through here, as always, you got the big red shoe car from McDonald's. Ronald, always doing his thing, trying to get you on that dollar menu or that broken ice cream maker. When you have as much money as Ronald McDonald, you're no longer part of the insane clown posse. You're part of the eccentric clown posse. He is very eccentric because this big red shoe car is both a mobile form of transportation, but also a pedestrian form of transportation. And that shoe is equal to a men's size 266 shoe. Woo! That is one tall man, or one very tiny clown, to put those big shoes on. And then not to be left out, just a little bit further down this train is The Harvest in the Valley by Green Giant. And don't worry, it is the quintessential mascot for Green Giant. The Green Giant himself, in his leafy tunic? Yeah, maybe a toga. Does it still go over the shoulder? This image shows it going over one shoulder, but I cannot see the other shoulder. That being said, whew, man, the bicep and the forearm on the green giant. Oh yeah, I see what you're talking about. This dude works out. He pumps some iron? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why they didn't put these closer together, but at the back of the track... Heartwarming Holiday Countdowns from the Hallmark Channel. Why they didn't put the Hallmark Channel right next to the Lifetime float, I don't know. Ah, yes, heartwarming. I know they make medicine for that. I hear it's hard to come by now. It is rather popular. There are several other ones, some companies that I'm not surprised by seeing. Nickelodeon is in the mix. You've got Macy's putting their own actual flamingo float in there. They've got several little ones. They're just trying to make themselves look fancy here. They've just got a bunch of rocking horses with different animals, and they're saying they're individuals. They have Rexy in the city? I don't know what that is. I don't know, but they're Macy's. They can do whatever they want, right? They can just put as many of their own floats in there that they want. Until they declare bankruptcy, because they... Mostly still try to make their income off of physical brick-and-mortar locations and in malls. Yeah, they will very well do whatever they want. Then the South Dakota Department of Tourism is going to have Mount Rushmore. (laughs) Bold move there. Bold move. I would personally find other things to focus on about South Dakota. Any listeners from South Dakota, give us a shout-out. Let us know what... Awesome and wonderful things there are to see in your state. 
the maybe it could not be Mount Rushmore. There's got to be some great stuff you guys have. I feel like the tourism board can punch that up a lot better. Now that we've dabbled in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, I wanted to just kind of take a moment here in the middle and just say, hey, it's the holidays. Halloween has come and passed. We got some great candy for ourselves. Or if you were a person who wanted to go walking for candy, you walked and got some candy from somebody, I assume. Maybe saw a few spooky films. Yeah, spooky films galore. You got to get a good holiday Halloween movie in. Like Halloween. Or Halloween. You could always do Chucky or Child's Play. Or you could tick Mike off and watch The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, you could watch a Christmas movie on Halloween. That's totally something that you're allowed to do. Why you would do that, I don't know, but that's a decision that you're allowed. Honestly, Mike, I feel like the shopping season initiated by the Macy's Day Parade as their last flow to Santa Claus, that and the weeks ensuing leading up to Christmas, that is the nightmare before Christmas. Which is why it's a Christmas movie, not a Halloween movie. It's a Thanksgiving movie, with my logic. (laughs) Prepares you for the horrors. Well, I wanted to take this time and, you know, actually say thanks. I feel like on this podcast, we do a lot of joking and making fun of things, and we sometimes have to pause and remind ourselves of the good things that are happening in life. So I wanted to share with everybody that I'm thankful for the co-workers I have, the job that I have that helps keep a roof over my head and food in my belly, my friends and co-hosts, and my wife, who continues to help me be better. I think... As many difficulties as the world has tossed us, particularly in about the last couple of years, which honestly, I guess is just a rolling cavalcade of different reasons we can give, that we've had plenty of, I would say, steady things, like you said. And I understand that a lot of the people out there haven't been so fortunate, or at least haven't had the leg up that society has allowed us to keep. Similarly, I've been able to keep a job, and I think my significant other and I have both been able to keep our mental health a lot better off than a few acquaintances have been struggling with, which... We have been trying to support them in, but it really does bring into perspective how privileged some of us can be, even when we feel that there are those who are maybe more privileged than us that we tend to rail on every now and again. But either way, a lot of us have things that other people can't count on as easily. And I'm grateful that we are where we are and can only hope that we can find little ways to help our friends and family who may also need a leg up. 
that's what Thanksgiving is all about. It's giving thanks to people that have either supported you or providing a chance to pay it forward, in a sense, and assist some others that might be in need. And with that, I wanted to look at what other countries around this world celebrate a similar holiday. Maybe not what we as Americans consider Thanksgiving, but I wanted to check what the rest of the world is doing in November, and how many others have a similar November day of giving thanks. So I was able to find a few festive November holidays that are from around the world. The first is in England. Guy Fawkes Day. Uh-oh. Or Bonfire Day. That's right. Get out your V from Vendetta mask and try not to blow up Parliament because that's illegal. Remember, remember. Remember, remember. I for gore. Remember, remember. Remember, remember. Do you remember? I remember berries. It's the Novembers of five, right? Something like that. I don't know. I don't own one of those masks. Don't worry, this tradition started back in 1605, after the failed assassination attempt of Protestant King James I. The following years, people were allowed to celebrate the survival of their king with a day off and bonfires. Although other sources suggest that it was used as a replacement of the Celtic Samhain traditions. I probably butchered that word because it's Celtic. <laughs> the past religious associations, however, have lessened over time, and today it's mostly a day to celebrate with friends. I would say that fits in line a little bit with how Thanksgiving is now perceived in the United States as a day for family and friends to come sit around, eat a bunch of food, watch some TV, and fall asleep on a couch. Or stand in a line and do that dark day of present buying. <sighs> I will never stand in a line like that again to purchase something from someone. At least we hope not to. I'm sure plenty of retailers would still be more than happy to give a reason for people to get out there. There's always a reason, and there's always somebody that wants to get out there. We'll jump back across the Atlantic Ocean to Argentina, because Argentina has a day that I feel is very similar in concept to Guy Fawkes Day. Do they have Guy Fieri Day? Get in the car. Take me to Flavortown. Well, they would never have that in Argentina, because Guy Fieri is not Argentinian. Despite the fact that none of the Christian religions on this end will admit it, Jesus isn't American either. But that doesn't stop us. No, he's the palest white person ever. Duh. Haven't you seen the hand-painted images in all of his buildings? Oh, yeah. He's played by Ewan McGregor, isn't he? In The Phantom Menace? Exactly. Jesus smote some people, right? Right? With his laser beam sword. <laughs> Getting ourselves back to Argentina. They have El Dia de la Tradición, or Day of Tradition. 
It is the last day of a whole week of celebrations filled with concerts, parades, and parties, showcasing different aspects of the country's culture. November 10th is held in honor of the birthday of the celebrated Argentinian writer and a 19th century gaucho, Jose Hernandez. The term gaucho simply refers to a person in Argentina or Uruguay that herds cattle. In other words, he's a cowboy, baby. Hey, have you heard? The word? The herd of cattle? The herd is the word? Wait, that's not how the song goes. The herd, herd, herd. The herd is a word. <laughs> have you heard? The herd is a word? Wait, where'd the cat get in this? Clearly from being on old McDonald's farm. E-I-E-I meow. We set the arrow on the speak and say and pulled it at the wrong time. We kept trying to load the cow, but the cat's right next to it. Look here, meow. This is no place to be joking. Stop that, right? Meow. I will, and I'll just jump us over to November 11th. In Germany, Switzerland, and Austria, they have the festival called Narentag. I probably did not pronounce that correctly. Please give me a correct pronunciation at Mike8Time. Narentag, or Fool's Day, is the beginning of the so-called fifth season which lasts through the period of Lent, a time for fasting or fasting. Most celebrations take place in January or February of the following year, with many regional differences. To this day, every child learns exactly when the carnival season begins because it's not just on November 11th, but rather on the 11th day of the 11th month at precisely 11.11 and 11 seconds a.m. Oh, dear. They really hit you with that 11. Must be a really special number. It's the only number you can read backwards and forwards. So, Manny, you're like three and a half 11s, right? I'm almost four 11s. (laughs) I'm like three and three-fourths 11s. But we're not 3.11. That's a band. Definitely not 3.11. I would have much better monetization of this podcast if we were 3.11. I mean, heck, at this point, I'd be down if we were just Finger 11. Now I don't know who Finger 11 is. If I had 11 fingers, that'd be pretty cool. I would be on the talk show tour circuit for having 11 fingers. They call me the 11 Finger Bandit. No, that's probably not a good name. I'll workshop that a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe you'd have a good jam about paralysis. (laughs) (laughs) I might. (laughs) Continuing down this list, the next two countries that celebrate a November holiday or have a festival or celebration in November, we've got Japan and Cambodia both using November 15th. Japan, they have Chikigo-san. I definitely know I butchered that, which roughly translates to 753. Ah. And then in Cambodia, they have 
the Bon Om Tok, which is the rough translated to water festival. It takes place on the full moon of the Buddhist month Ked Uk, which is usually November and lasts for a period of three days. The main festivities revolve around boat races, fireworks, traditional moon salutations, and spending time with friends and family at the festival grounds beside the Tunnel Sat River. That sounds like a really cool festival. I would love to go check that out. Well, from a lot of the images you put up, it does look like a very gorgeous festival. Yeah, it looks super amazing. I'd love to see some of those boats that they do for the races, because I bet those are spectacularly decorated. And if they're anything like the images I can see, they look to be lit up for nighttime racing as well. Japan's 753 is a celebration of the rite of passage of young children for their continued growth and well-being. The celebrations are centered around boys between the age of 3 and 5, and girls between 3 and 7. The children dress in traditional kimonos, or Western formal wear, and visit shrines with their parents. One of the favorite traditions for the children is the gifts of Chitosi Ami, or 1,000-year candy. These candies are typically long, red, and white, symbolizing health and longevity and are gift-wrapped, along with a cane and a turtle, which represent long life. So I kind of like that. I think that's a good thing. It's building a connection with your family line, which I think is something, at least for me, I have some understanding of and some connection to, but extended family has not been a big driving force in my nuclear family. You know, that's actually something I feel we might have in common. I don't think that I spent much time commiserating with many people past my immediate aunts and uncles, and maybe less of them over time. Totally makes sense. America has a more individualistic viewpoint that has developed over several decades. If I could speculate on it, I would say that maybe that comes from the widespread nature of how people will move very far from each other in this country, where something like the state of Texas is the size of multiple European countries put together. That's why it's not uncommon to run into somebody who hasn't left the state, but also those who do went a long way to leave it. I totally understand that, and it makes a lot of sense. On top of looking for other festivals and celebrations around the world that happen in November, America is not the only country that celebrates Thanksgiving. And I had to go find out how many other countries also celebrate Thanksgiving. And I was surprised by some of the names of countries on this list. So let's go take a quick look. Let's spin this globe and see where it takes us. And I will stop here. Liberia? That's right. Liberia also celebrates Thanksgiving. 
They brought the Thanksgiving tradition directly from America, owing to its beginnings as a resettlement colony for freed black Americans. The West African country declared its independence in 1847, but its American connection is still represented in its flag, which mirrors the U.S. design. They mark their celebration on the first Thursday in November, so they like to do theirs a little bit earlier. Maybe they're splitting the distance between American Thanksgiving and Canadian Thanksgiving. That's right, I said Canadian Thanksgiving. I guess it makes sense, since we share enough in common with our neighbors from the north. Yeah, it totally makes sense. And part of at least what all of the imagery for American Thanksgiving is, is the giving thanks or celebrating the harvest of all of the crops. And Canada, just like the United States, they've got a great area that does a lot of farming. So they've got their breadbasket, which is an extension of the Great Plains for the United States. Although because they're further north, they celebrate a little bit earlier because their harvest starts earlier. Canadian Thanksgiving occurs on the second Monday of October. They get it done before they get all that candy from Halloween. Ooh. They're like, kids, we're going to thicken you up with some turkey first, and then we're going to go send you to get all the sugary treats at the end of the month. Because we're about to make you work your butts off. Don't worry, we need to thicken you up so that you don't freeze to death. Maybe Canada signed up for an early backer kit where they got an early access copy of Thanksgiving. <laughs> they just wanted to beat America to the punch on something and be better. And they have clearly taken that and... Oh, don't worry. They did that a lot. Wait. <laughs> Wrong podcast. They clearly took that and ran with it and are better at a lot of things. But we'll save that for a separate discussion. Quick pointers, though. It's obvious that there's a connection with the celebration of the harvest and a lot of similar imagery of what Americans would consider our classic Thanksgiving accoutrement. But Canadian Thanksgiving also has some things with some of their regional dishes, like salmon, and they do share some celebrations, like watching football games on the television while watching Thanksgiving parades on a different channel. Just like America, we can't get enough of that pigskin being thrown around and some people in a bunch of pads hitting each other. So I want to make you take a guess on where this globe is going to stop next. I'm going to give it a really good spin. The Mariana Trench. Ooh, that is part of the United States of Micronesia. I don't know. I'm making that up. If we're selecting just from spinning a globe, then there's a 70% chance we'll wind up somewhere in an ocean. The Pacific Ocean does celebrate Thanksgiving. It celebrates all of the thanks that's been given by America for throwing plastic into the ocean. By generating a garbage island. It collected it into one location. It's like, hey, would you like to stand on this floating garbage? Because you can stand on this floating garbage. It's bigger than your country. 
hey, we have this island made out of floating garbage. Send your human garbage over here. And then we send the cast of every reality TV show. (laughs) Which, insert city here, is the first cast to go? The OC? New York? New Jersey. Acceptable. I've been told New Jersey's the armpit of America. It's situational. The next two, I feel like they're not completely obvious, but they are a little bit obvious. Australia and the United Kingdom. I know. It does seem a little weird. How do they celebrate it, though? The website I'm looking at says the closest direct antecedent to the American Thanksgiving would be the Harvest Festival of Thanksgiving observed in the UK. It extends back to ancient Britain. The celebration would come in the form of community gatherings and meal upon the completion of the harvest. The official date is set for September or October, and collecting food to donate to the charities is a common activity during this Thanksgiving festival, this harvest festival of Thanksgiving. And Australia, being an extension of the British Empire for a very long time before becoming independent on its own, their Thanksgiving is very similar to American Thanksgiving, except that all of the dishes can kill you. I'm sorry, sorry, that's a, that's a joke, because you go to Australia, and basically if it moves, it's going to kill you. So the food does the same thing, except not really. Except it does. Except it does. The Australian Thanksgiving is a direct result of sailors and the whaling ships bringing the tradition to Norfolk Island, which is an Australian territory. They celebrate it on the last Wednesday of November. More Australians have adopted the observation of the holiday, and this random little snippet says in 2016, there was a very large boost in turkey sales, both in November and in July. The July increase comes from the phenomenon, which we've already mentioned, Christmas in July. So, get that Hallmark Channel. Watch yourself some Christmas movies in July. Huh. That must be interesting. I suppose it just makes sense because of the hemispheric change. There are a few other countries on this list, but I'm going to hold on to those. I'm going to keep those a little bit in my back pocket. Keep them near and dear. Now that we've dug into some other countries that have festivals and holidays in November and heard a little bit about them, and heard about other countries that also celebrate their own version of Thanksgiving, which makes it completely not exclusive to America, so we gotta stop saying that we made it and it's ours only, because that's a bunch of fooey. It is a celebration of getting together and counting all the ways in which your life is still going okay. Audience, I am curious, what other countries do you think also celebrate Thanksgiving, which is the celebration of the harvest? You know how to tweet at me, and if you don't, just listen for a few more minutes, you'll get that. Once again, I think I'll leave everyone off with a closing thought. I feel like the only next logical step to one-up the turducken and add another layer of 
avian meat to it would be to stuff the turducken into an ostrich. You know, the funniest thing is, as you were saying this, I was thinking an ostrichen. Exactly. So, listeners, thanks for coming by another banter banter. Please share it with your friends or anyone you think would be interested in it. Smash that subscribe button. Or just tell us any additional thoughts you have to anything we talked about during this episode on our socials. As always, please make sure you wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Wear a mask when you go out in public. And also, keep an eye on that oven so that Osterdurkin is not on fire. Yeah, nobody wants to end up like Guy Fox. Kaboom! Please slap some funnies on our Banter BanterCast Facebook page. Or share Mike Facts with us on Twitter at Banter underscore cast, or individually at Brogar, C-R-E, for Manny. You can find me on Twitter at Mike8Time, the number 8, you can find Aaron at 8BitWizard. The 8 is Roman numerical. The podcast cover art is brought to us by at EasyLouisi, based off of original art by at Bobbin underscore Goblins. And last but not least, the intro and outro to this episode is the most mysterious song on the internet. Get into your mystery machine and help us find out who created this magic.